Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Yeah, love the MyPillow song. What's up, Rebels? So glad you could join us today here on Rebel Parenting. This portion of the broadcast is brought to you by MyPillow. MyPillow.com, code word REBEL for a fat discount on a four-pack of pillows. I love them. Atomic Mom loves them. Our kids love them. When we give it to Producer K, she's going to love them. We love the MyPillow. I always feel funny about doing ads for it. People are like, really? Is it really that great? I'm telling you, it's the most favorite pillow I've ever owned, and I'm crazy picky about stuff like that. I am super crazy. I had a memory foam pillow forever, the kind that has like... One side is low, one side is high, so it fits in your neck and your head is in this perfect position. And I've had it for too long and you can't wash memory foam pillows. And then that started freaking me out because I've had it for so long. And uh, right about that time, MyPillow contacted us, reached out. Can you believe that? MyPillow. And they were like, hey, we love Rebel Parenting. Can we be a sponsor of the program? And we said, yes, thumbs up to MyPillow. And so we are using it like crazy. Love it so much. The Atomic Mom and Producer K are at it again for another Moms on the Mic. Laura and Kristen are interviewing Trisha Rhodes about how to find rest and build relationships while juggling all the tasks of motherhood. And it's a great topic. I was reminiscing with Laura about Lincoln being colic yesterday and just about how exhausted we were for so long. It felt like we would never, ever, ever not be tired. We were just exhausted when he was colic. He cried, oh my gracious, he cried so much. And then I found out, studies show in the first two years of your child's life, on average, parents lose six months of sleep. Six months, 25% of your sleep is lost in the first two years of your child's life. That's just average. I mean, some of you have kids that sleep from day one, how dare you? And then some of you have kids like ours who are colicky and you never get any sleep. And then if you start having kid after kid after kid, or like producer Kay, who had twins and another one and another one, you just never catch up on that sleep. And so let's give all the moms a break today here on Rebel Parenting with Trisha Rhodes talking about the soul at rest. Hello. Hi, Rebels. Welcome Hi, to Moms Trisha. on the Mic. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yes, today we have Trisha McCary Rhodes here to talk to us. Moms out here living the busy life. And we have this gem of a book called The Soul at Rest that she wrote. A 40-day journal or journey, right? 40-day huh? journey into a life of prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm, that is gold. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed flipping through it and I can't wait to like do a super deep dive into it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, I'll just say um, the title, I just want to relieve everybody to say you don't develop a life of prayer in 40 days. Oh. Publishers <laughs> publishers like to give, you know, handles with numbers. That's what I've discovered. So um, sure I do. don't, I'm not even sure you can get through this book in 40 days, although I know people try, but most people who really do, they do a deep dive, like you said, and, and uh, it may take a year, but it doesn't matter because it's for a life. Yes. Mm. Well, I know I even started doing the week one and I couldn't get past 
day one. Yeah. Because there was just <laughs> so much meat in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I took pictures of it with my phone and I'm like, oh, I'm going to need to sit on this for the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Trisha, if you don't mind, I'm going to read a little snippet out of the introduction just to get okay. our listeners on the same page. Sure. Can you relate to the struggle for balance? Do you find yourself hungry to connect more consistently with the stabilizing presence of God? Weary of always running, but never feeling caught up. Longing for deeper engagement with Jesus's heart. Tired of relying on spiritual sound bites to feed your soul. Wishing for a calm to saturate the chaos of your life. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I, I think most women that I know would all say yes. In fact, yeah. yes. yes. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. I mean... I just feel like I want to be like, okay, speak to us. Speak to us. Tell <laughs> us. Teach us. Teach We're us. here to listen. We're here to learn. Yes. <laughs> oh, that, well, I'm, I want to start with a story because I've been thinking a lot about uh, those who be listening to this. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was a young woman, I could have said yes to all those things too. And I still do. But I mean, I really felt it when I had little kids and uh, I remember my husband and I were in, he was in seminary. I was going to graduate school and I read some book that said, if you're really serious about the Lord, you'll give him the time, no matter what your life. And it said, I'm not going to tell the author, but it was a great book, except, you know, she said, you know, when my kids were little, I got up in the middle of the night and had my quiet time. So I said, okay, <laughs> I was very duty driven back then. I said, okay, I'll do that. And so um, I was already sleep deprived. And so I set my alarm and I would get up at 2am. But the way I motivated myself was I bought myself Rocky Road ice cream. Mm. And I motivated myself by getting up and having a bowl of ice cream at two in the morning. Oh. And so I look back at that and I say, and this is somewhat true, I think all I gained was a few pounds uh, during that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, so that's the story I want to start with to say everybody's journey is unique. And the last thing I want anyone to do is walk away feeling like they're not measuring up or they're not getting it right because God has a way. Mm. And I believe he has a way even for, you know, moms of even brand new babies. He has a way for us to connect with him. And, and I hope I can help give some ideas for that today. Oh, I love you said that because I know so many of our listeners struggle with shame and guilt. Like I'm not doing enough. I'm not having enough quiet times. I just at my small group this week, I said, oh, I really think it's important to have quiet times. And then the moms looked at me like, I haven't had a quiet time in two years. What are you talking about? I got four kids, two adopted, da 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 And I'm like, I hear you, you know, and and I still think it's important somehow. So that right. I mean that's what I wanted to talk to you about. How yeah. do we even bridge that that gap yeah. in between yeah. life and prayer? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. And I wanna say, kinda on the the tail end of saying that story that uh, a few years ago, a young woman came to me and she was saying the same thing she's saying because I was mentoring her and she was saying, I just can't, you know, I get up, the dog has to be fed and then this happens and the kids get up and before I know it, the time's gone. And, and she, then she asked me, should I just keep trying? I thought about, I hadn't really thought about what I would answer, but I thought about my life and I said, 
even though I had a lot of stops and starts, I had a lot of legalism in my life. I had a lot of, I was duty driven mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want to go back to that. I do have to say, I look at the discipline and what it produced, which is, I honestly can't live without that time. I just, mm-hmm. it's like food to me. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to make myself. I don't. So there is this balance between saying we are free and we don't have to set up a rigid duty driven schedule to get God's approval. Mm -hmm. But he's Mm -hmm. issuing this invitation to us to say, I really would love Mm -hmm. to just be with you. And um, I've actually, I don't even call them quiet times anymore because that has so much baggage for people. And so I've started calling them uh, soul rest times because more than anything with God, we're coming to have our souls replenished, not to do something So I think we all feel drawn to that. Oh, yes, give me, you know, so then it's a matter of, well, how do we fit it in the context of our life? Yes. Good. My husband calls it the happy hour. I like that. (laughs) I like that. Yes. It's real good. good. Yeah. I love soul rest. That's, uh, that just sounds perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So tell us how, what brought you into this deeper place of a quiet time, soul rest, what Uh brought you into that space? Yeah, well, it started when I was very young. I actually, when I was 19, I'd been raised in the church. I knew Jesus, but I had a broken engagement and I was Mm -hmm. devastated. I thought my life was over and an older aunt sort of took me under her wing. And I remember the day we were standing out getting gas. Back in those days, they filled your tank for you. And um, we were standing there and she said, Trisha, you just need to fall in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we have that kind of language now. But back then, several decades ago, nobody ever talked like that. I'd never heard anything like that. And something mm-hmm. happened to me in that moment. It was just a, a true supernatural experience. And I started this journey of trying to figure out what that would look like. And she started giving me books by the saints of old classics. Mm. And so that's how I kind of got started. I I would read them. It was like I was reading about a foreign country that I knew I wanted to visit someday. I didn't really understand what they were saying. Oh, I love that. Uh, But I just kept saying, I want to get there. And, you know, it takes a lifetime to get there. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm not there yet, but I have had some tastes of some amazing things with the Lord. Mm. So what does your practice look like? Can I ask just in general? Yeah. Well, I would say for me, it's really twofold. And I try to really integrate have an integrated life. So it's not like I have a quiet time and then I go live my life. Uh, But I do spend time with God every morning. I just happen to be a morning person. I had to when my uh, my first son was born. He was a 5 a.m. and he never got over that. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, I have one of those. It was either join them or, you know, be miserable. So um, (laughs) I joined him and I I just developed the habit. So I wake up early and that's my time. I make it a very special time. I make my coffee. I light the fire if it's cold enough in California, which is rare. But occasionally (laughs) I just sit with the Lord and it really varies, as you'll find in the book. Uh, There's so many things you could do to press into his presence. But I have a mental attitude that I'm there for God to really fill my soul. I'm not there to accomplish anything. I'm not there to gain his approval. I'm not there to fulfill any duty or obligation. I'm there because I need it. Mm-hmm. And so I I heard a quote recently where the guy said, um, I pray until I'm ready to say yes to the day. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of love that. I thought that's kind of what I do. I just I just stay there until I feel like I'm ready, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. then I try to integrate that where I'm really trying to connect with God throughout the day, wherever I'm going, whatever I'm doing. With whatever he gave you in the morning. Yeah. Or that yes. week or that theme. Yes. Okay. Yes. And yes. throughout the book, you you have different types of prayer, right? Right. You might mm-hmm. be able to speak more yes. to this, like conversational prayer. And can you discuss a little bit about a couple of those? Sure. I can pick them. Or do you have one well, you want I, me to? I would about? love the meditative prayer because mm-hmm. that's the okay. one that I'm learning and mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to walk that out in my life. So I would love to hit on that one. <laughs> okay. And and I'll say, I'm going to go back and I'll come to that. I want to go back to, you know, your life rhythm. So say you have a brand new baby. I mean, nobody has time when you have a brand new baby to get up. And, you know, so I say integrated in, and it may only be three minutes or five minutes, but you're nursing and you have your Bible open there and you just remembering, I'm here to just receive from you, Lord, Mm -hmm. and take a few minutes. And maybe that's all you get, but you make it a rhythm of your life. If you have toddlers, you're probably going to end up with them in your lap whenever you try to get this time. It's just the way it is. But let me just say as as a grandma now, I treasure those times. And I say, so I say, just embrace them, enjoy, bring them into whatever you're doing. So mm. those are a couple examples I thought I'd, I'd uh, Thank throw you. out. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, yeah. and just to encourage the moms, because I know there's so many moms that aren't getting any time with the Lord or, or they're feeling right. as if they're not getting any time with the Lord, mm-hmm. but they probably are. They're just not used to what they used to have. Does that make sense? So like prior to children or prior to marriage or prior to whatever it might be, their, yeah. their addiction, their divorce, their, you know, you name it, whatever's going on in their right. lives, mm-hmm. they used to maybe spend a decent amount of time in their soul rest. And now it's absent and but it's still yeah, there in a way. I think it is. and But I think it's more the, it's maybe not even so much what we used to do, but the expectation of yep. what makes somebody really spiritual mm-hmm. or somebody's really mm-hmm. devoted, then it has to look like a certain thing. And then because we can't do that, yep. we, we feel like we can't do anything. So we do nothing yep. like your small group. They probably haven't thought, well, gee, maybe. And I tell young moms, sometimes I say, is it possible you could get an hour on a Saturday yep. where yep. you get to leave and you that's all you get all week. But at least you get that time. I mean, be creative and try to find ways remembering that it's for your benefit. It's not, you know, it doesn't have to look like what. Yeah. People have said it's supposed to look like. Yeah, it's not yeah. some legalistic rule following thing. It's just to replenish your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Love yeah. it. So meditative prayer, I put that first in the book because it really grounds you in scripture, which I think is really important. Mm-hmm. And so it's coming to scripture really with the goal of going deep, even if it's only a couple of verses, rather than saying, I'm going to read through the Bible, which is a wonderful goal, but maybe you're only going to get two verses in yeah. because you're going to, I have a practice of stop, look and listen. You're trying to encounter Jesus yes. in the pages. Yeah. What is he saying? What is his heart here? You do a lot of listening and a lot of pondering. And so you can do five minutes, you can do a half hour, you, you know, you can take as long as you want to take. But um, so the book tells you some different ways to go about doing that. 
So the meditative prayer is you would pick a scripture and sit on it for mm-hmm. however long, but it's definitely using yeah. scripture or a, something yep. from your book or something like that and just letting yeah. your mind just soak in just that. Yeah, and I, I actually really recommend scripture until you're really grounded and then you can start looking at other books. Okay. But in the, in the book, my exercises all take you into scripture. Yeah. And one of the exercises in there is from a, a one of my ancient mentors from the 16th century, Madame Guyon, who um, she mm-hmm. she wrote a book called Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ, and she teaches you how to do that. So she says, read until something stirs your heart to stop. Mm-hmm. And then you just stop and it may not be very far. And then you just begin to ponder and, and I, I ask questions of it and ask questions of the Lord. And um, and so I teach you how to do that in that chapter. And you and you may go on or you may not. But the goal is to hear what God's heart is in that passage and then what he has for you out of it and where you're going to go with it. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of questions you can ask. But, yeah, that's what I have people. do. That's awesome. That's cool. It- reminds me a lot of the encounters that we do here. I don't know if you have seen that or not, but on on Rebel Parenting, I have done Rebel Encounters, which is a lot of when the Lord has stopped me in the middle of reading and been like, I want you to put you in that Mm -hmm. situation and I want you to see my face Mm -hmm. eye to eye. And that has been powerful for me Mm -hmm. and just the moments of motherhood and like just even just closing your eyes for one second and being like, okay, if he looked at that lady that touched the cloak, the way that he looks, the way that he's looking at her is exactly the way that he's looking Mm -hmm. at me of stopping looking eye to eye Mm -hmm. in the middle of parenting, (laughs) which is such a shift in your heart, even just in that imagery in your head. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear more on the prayer of simplicity. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I will want to say that's further on in the book because it does, I think it does call for a level of depth in our relationship with the Lord, although anybody can do it, but to do it with the heart of Jesus. Um, The prayer of simplicity is really about trying to let go of what is not of value and worth and precious to us so that we can embrace what is. Hmm. And that can be everything from our, whether it's our possessions or even our time, how we spend our time. Mm -hmm. There's there's things we do with our time and to, to simplify our life is to say, what is precious? What is valuable? What is worthwhile to me? Okay, what can I let go of so that I can embrace that more fully? So we got to we got to let go of our Netflix binging. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, maybe but I have to say I do love uh, a good cooking show series on Netflix. <laughs> we do too British in our family. Show. <laughs> yep. Once in a while. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, of course. Just prioritizing our lives and really making yeah. sure what's important is important. Yeah. And it's really just pressing into how you can get more of Jesus. And I don't mean that in a hyper-spiritual way, but in in just, we're just distracted. I have a section in there on distraction, which I've written a whole nother book on the technology and what it's doing for our souls. But just how do we keep from living distracted? And there's things we have to learn to let go of. Maybe it's only for a time a day or a 
you know, a set time, maybe it's, you know, it can be as simple as everybody puts their cell phones in a basket, you know, whenever we can, or those kinds of things. Mm. Yeah, technology definitely is, is a number one distraction, I would say. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in the morning, that's like the first thing I'll grab is my phone, my coffee. And then it's everything in me to not click what's my mail, yeah. what's my messages, <laughs> and just go yep. right to the Bible app. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ugh, that's a lot of, that's a discipline. That's a discipline. <laughs> yeah. It is a discipline. Yes, it is. <laughs> so we had a question we wanted to ask you, what would you tell the person if they feel like they can't hear the Lord? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, that's a... Loaded question, I know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But first, I would say they're not abnormal. That's a struggle. And I think we have to think about this as a spiritual discipline. So, for example, if you wanted to begin teaching, you wouldn't know how to teach right away. And you wouldn't be a very good teacher starting out. You'd have to learn. And so I kind of think it's the same way we learn. I mean, I hear God now. I mean, I've had seasons and I write about out in the book where I he disappeared for months on end, actually. But mm. normally, my normal conversational uh, relationship with him now is very fluid. Whereas in my earlier years, you know, I might hear from him once in a week, and then I didn't hear mm-hmm. for several days. So it's a discipline to learn, you have to keep practicing. And I would say if you think you're not hearing him, just write down what you think you might have heard. Mm-hmm. And then sort of test it out and you'll begin to see maybe that was him because then it happened or then it made sense later. So oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, we could do a whole hour on that. I yeah. Think. Well, oh, I think gosh. I know so many people that feel like they, they don't hear from him in their quiet, in yeah. their times or they're yeah. just disconnected or they're too busy or, you know, just not. Yeah not knowing what he's saying, especially yeah. in big decisions. And should I adopt? Should I have more children? Should I, mm-hmm. should I keep going in this marriage? I mean, big, yeah. big decisions yeah. that people are making and really want to, that are crying out to hear from the Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it it's a discipline. And I think also, I want to say this gingerly, but I really have come to the conclusion that when my heart is set towards the Lord. I don't have to be afraid of getting it wrong because he sometimes leads into things that we we might look back and think, well, I must have missed him, but really he led us right into the mess, you know? Yeah. So I, my thing is let's have hearts that are set towards him that long for his ways mm-hmm. and not get too wrapped up. And did I miss it? Is, am I getting it right? Is it, you know, because I don't think I don't think that's the way he operates. Mm. I think he walk alongside us. We're going to make mistakes. You know, we're going to get to heaven one day and he's going to go, you know, when you thought you had that all figured out and you were so sure you heard my voice. Well, by the way, that wasn't me, you know, but it's okay <laughs> because I turned it around and I made it for my glory anyway. Okay, so. Amen. Oh, we have such a loving God. That's true. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So what would when be for a mom? that's struggling to feel connected with God right now, what's something that she could do to reconnect? Hmm. Try to find some time. I'm not sure how long or when, like I said, it might be a few minutes a day. It might be five minutes at bedtime. You know, I don't know what it'll be, but try to find that time 
like we said, realize you're going to receive from the Lord. And I start out my time with the Lord trying to be very authentic and real. So I kind of touch in with my whole body. What's going on? I'm anxious. Why am I anxious? Lord, I'm anxious right now. Here I am. Um, I'm anxious and I can't really focus on you, but here I am anyway. And I know you're here. So that's always start with where you're at mm. and be real with God. Don't jump right into trying to do the, <laughs> the right thing spiritually. Just say, God, here I am and be real and just depending on how much time you have, if you have five minutes, then open your Bible to a psalm, read a couple verses and say, God, I, just kind of like you said, the encounter, Lord, I need you to speak to me. I need to, to hear. And when you're finished, know that it's enough and he'll, mm. he'll meet you. He'll honor oh, that's that. good. Knowing that that's enough. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm going to take that nugget. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Cause I yeah. so struggle of like, did I fill myself up enough? Yeah. to carry through yeah. the rest of the day. That's good. I appreciate no, that. He, he, wants to, he wants to keep filling you throughout the day. Right. So um, you don't have to get it all then. But I think the problem is if we think we should have done more, mm-hmm. we always live with that guilt and shame, then we're not motivated to come back to him because yeah. we think, well, yeah. I didn't really get it right last yeah. time. Yeah. And so, you know, so we need to just say, that's enough, Lord. Thank you for meeting me. I trust you. I'll see you when I can again. But but try to establish the discipline because that's that's the flip side of it. You, you have to give him the time. It's hard for him to meet you when you're not giving him any time to, to do that. Yeah. My best friend just told me to start doing it at red lights instead of uh-huh. getting on my phone and texting like everybody yeah. else next to me. <laughs> just, it's a lot just, safer. A lot it safer. True. Just put the phone away and spend that whatever, 35 seconds just praying or yeah. asking him, yeah. talking to yeah. him, telling him how I'm doing and how's he doing and what, mm-hmm. just connecting. Yeah. Yeah, waiting in lines. I mean, there's so many of those spaces throughout the day where we're waiting, mm-hmm. we're waiting, we're waiting. And um, those can be times to just mm. touch in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of connects with the chapter in your book of the conversation type prayer. Can you mm-hmm. hit on that a little bit? Yeah, I basically, write, you know, the whole chapter is about the reality that God wants to speak to us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. think, he wants to be in constant communion with us. And I, it's different for every person. So, but I learned a few years ago to just start writing down conversations as if God and I are having this conversation and I write them down and I don't get all concerned about is this God or isn't this God? Um, I just write down what I think the spirit's saying to me. And Mm -hmm. Um, it's just amazing. I, I'm in a really, I've been in a really hard season. My husband and I let go of our, our church that we pastored for 37 years. Oh, we started wow. it and we turned oh, it over. Wow. Yeah, so we turned it over to a younger couple last year and went on a, a long sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this in between of what's next, Lord. And it's been just, and if I hadn't had conversational prayer, I don't know what I would have done because I just, journal and then the Lord speaks and I journal and he speaks and he says the same thing over and over. So I think it is him, but I just go back to that. Mm -hmm, That's where my hope is. I go back to that, you know. So I want to touch on what you said. Well, thank you for being honest about that in in your transition. But it's so if you keep hearing the same thing over and over again, that could be a sign that that's from the Lord. Yeah. 
It is for me. I mean, he kept saying, can't you just rest? Can't you just rest? (laughs) Mm. I want you to rest. And I kept saying, yeah, but I want to know what's next. Mm. And, and And then he would say, I have good plans for you. And he said that over and over. And so um, he's just letting me hold on to that in faith, you know. Um, So, yeah, I think I think when we are in that place and I will say, if you're not grounded in hearing God from his word, don't try to start doing this, Mm -hmm. because I think then you won't know how to recognize his voice. But you do have to get to know him in the word, hearing from him through his word. And then this kind of flows from. Okay, that's good to know. Actually, a listener just commented, you can't know his voice without knowing his words. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh, man. So many good things. Well, and I love <laughs> that the conversation thing, when you write it down in a journal, you can always look back and see the patterns that he's speaking. The, mm-hmm. I mean, just what a priceless treasure that you're your kids will have yes and that's part of your legacy to hold you know to carry that on Mm -hmm. I mean what a cool inside perspective I just think if my kids read my journal of a conversation of Jesus talking to me Holy Spirit talking to me and Mm -hmm. then my thoughts what a Mm -hmm. tangible Mm -hmm. way to see how the Lord speaks Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I love that. Yeah. On that note, I just remembered when my um, son, first son graduated from college, I went back over my journals. I hadn't done it his whole life because I didn't start journaling till he was probably um, maybe middle school. But um, I did journal my prayers and and thoughts and some things from the Lord about him. And so I went I made him a little booklet where I I wrote them all. I you know, typed out all the things from my journals that I'd prayed and heard oh, for him. And I gave it to him as, you know, for his college graduation. Wow. So yeah, it's, it is a gift, I think. That is amazing. That is amazing. And I don't think it's any accident started at junior high. I have a junior higher. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> really Dear t- Lord. Please help. Please help. Oh. You, you think the toddler exactly. years are hard and then you get a junior higher and you're like, oh, Lordy. Yes. Help me, yeah, help me, right. help me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we just thank you so much. And we know that you have that new book coming out. It's called Wired. It's already out. Oh, well, actually, it came out last year. The uh, Yeah, The Wired Soul. Okay. And if you want me to come back sometime and talk about that, it's what technology has done to our spiritual capacities and what we can do about it. We would love to have you back on to talk about that. It's a good partner. This book, actually, I I say this book um, that you're talking about today is the solution. That book really lays out the the problem. It has some solutions, but it really makes us aware of um, the problem. So Mm, we'd love that. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Have a great day and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much to Trisha Rhodes for coming on the broadcast, talking about the soul at rest, giving moms a break. That's what we need to do is be honest about what situations we're all going through. You know, we think about ourselves so often about what we're going through. What about what everybody else is going through? If you see a mom and she's a little bit short or she's a little bit impatient and she's got a little child, realize that she's probably lost six months of sleep if that child is around two years of age. 25% of your sleep is gone. Just give them a break. 
right? Also, a special thanks to The Voice of the Martyrs for being Rebel Parenting's first major sponsor, persecution.com, helping those in countries that are hostile to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Persecution.com, The Voice of the Martyrs. God bless, Rebels. We will see you next time. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting. Rebel Parenting.